Hey everybody, this is Ames and Lauren and you're listening to the Yeah Nah Maybe podcast. The show that talks about absolutely everything for people who love to talk shit. So let's talk about today how hard it is to make friends as adults. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard. (laughs) It's really hard. This had me thinking about when you're a kid and like you're basically not picky and Mm. you're in the playground you're like oh that person's cool I might go play with them and it doesn't matter you know there are no characteristics that you judge and you just go oh that that person's cool um so what changes because something drastically changes between being young in the like playground all the way through to like high school, even in high school, you're like judging people more. Yeah. But what changes? Like, are we just less picky? Uh, we more open? Like, what the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because when you're a child, you have this, I don't know, like this openness about the world, right? Yeah. And you trust people easily. Yep. And as you get older, you get burnt more. You there's a lot of more, a lot of more micro traumas that, yeah. that happen. Um. You get burnt by so many friendships. Yeah. I guess that's why all of a sudden you're like, you get a little bit funny about it. Yeah. Listen, I can make friends easily. Like I'm able to talk, but the only problem is I find it hard to find people that I want to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. I definitely know what you mean. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. Like Yeah, like when you have that person that texts you and you're like, hi, why did you text me again? I, I've had a couple of those and then I'm like, oh, just leave it. Like I'll respond later and then I forget to respond and then I feel yeah. like an absolute heel and then they like will text me again and I'm like, fuck, I'm so sorry. I know. But are you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> are you really sorry? Yeah. No. I think um, so like I have a lot of friends from high school still. Yeah. So I think my main group of friends is like five of us and they're all from high school and a couple of them have been from like primary school um so i've I've kept them but then everybody else has been like as i've met along the way Mm. and then i've appreciated their friendship enough to Mm. continue that outside of the work environment so for example my friend sam like i met her when we worked at um somewhere around here in bella vista Mm -hmm. and we just connected so like instantly it was like instant Mm. and because of that we've like done a a coaching course together Mm. we have started two podcasts together Mm. like we see each other like all the time like you know because I appreciate her friendship yeah it's hard to find it's really hard to find Mm. I think um I've so we moved around a little bit when I was younger so I definitely don't have any friends from like primary school or anything like that Mm. and then high school I kind of moved away from the area yeah and a lot of people kind of uh stayed in this teeny tiny small town and for me it's just it wasn't where it was at yeah (laughs) and then I had friends at university but I don't know I kind of drifted apart from them and then I made more friends in my first job and one of them I'm still Mm. friends with like 20 years later um but a few of them I've kind of just drifted from Mm. And then I obviously made a really close friend who turned out to be batshit crazy. Yeah. Like compulsive liar, manipulator, like just extreme. And that has made me 
even more scared of people. And this is what I was going to say to you, though. Like (laughs) it's things like that that make you go, is it worth going to find more friends? Exactly. What if they're just as like crazy? Next level. Like, you know what I mean? And that's the scary bit. And that's why like I struggle to Mm -hmm. kind of allow the connection and to allow like a deeper friendship because I keep thinking back to yeah, that chick was fucking scary crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, I didn't realise at the time we were such close friends and then all these people from her past reaching out to me and I was like, how, firstly, how do these people know who I am and how to reach me? And then to hear like, you know, like the fraud side of things mm. and like the, the stuff that's, you know, uh, perjury and just shit like that that you go, wow, even just down to the smallest of smallest things. Like it could be something like, oh, I'm having a coffee today. That was a lie. Like it's, why? I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get lying as a concept. Yeah, n- yeah. Because to, to be a liar, you got to be damn good because you've got to remember your lies. Yes. And my memory is absolutely shot to shit. Like I can't remember, like if you said, what did you have two nights ago for dinner? Can't I can't tell you. Yeah. I can't tell you. So for me to lie, I'd have to be fucking good at it. Like I'd have to yeah. be. And, you know, I'd probably have to write things down because yeah. I would not be able to remember. <laughs> my, my little book of lies. <laughs> exactly. Like I'd have to because I just can't. Yeah, I can't imagine just and, – and then the web of lies. Like this is why you mm. start to notice stuff because all of a sudden one story is kind of morphing and you go, hold on. Well, yeah. Yeah, and it's, even stuff where you were there and you go, that that didn't happen that way. No. Yeah. And it's always like this extreme exaggerated. So it just the, – the compulsive lying I find scary that mm. someone can just lie that hard and it's almost like they believe it. It becomes reality. But I feel like that isn't that actually like a like diagnosis of like compulsive lying though. Yeah. Like when you actually wholeheartedly believe that yeah. lie, that yeah. it becomes your solid truth. And 100%. then when you start telling that story, especially if someone else was there, but they like like no no it happened this way. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah, what's it's going crazy. on up here, man. It's so crazy. Like yeah. there was one, there was one instance where she'd claimed to do this really cool thing. Mm. And it turned out that like, it wasn't even one hundredth of that. Like it was, it was nothing like that at all. And you just go, "Fucking hell!" Like, how do you get lost in that mindset? And so this, and I think that comes back to making friends as adults. Like you just, you're worried now mm. that you're going to keep coming across compulsive liars or you know people that have ill intentions for you. Yeah. And I feel like that's a scary thing too because at the end of the day you you just don't know if someone has ill intentions. No. Like towards you yeah. until like it's too late. Like you were in really really deep. Yeah. For you to have found out all that stuff. Yeah. Why? Like, mm. We we were like really close. Like that, yeah. I, I would have done anything for this person. Like, you know, so so close. And then to find all this out to be um <laughs> it's just kind of funny. You know, the first time that we all went out as a big group to yeah. have like the, the activity that we did, I remember somebody said, can I bring a friend? 
and everybody else I'd met in the chat yeah. and I could see their names. I can't remember who it was who said, oh, can I bring someone with me? I don't even think that person ended up coming. But mm-hmm. I was like, if I don't know the person's name, it could be her and I don't mm-hmm. want her being – like I was I was worried that we were going to go to the the painting thing and that she would be there. That's how – like that's wow. how – and, and I was like I wanted to ask who's the additional person but then – I was like, well, you don't want to seem like, I don't know, like weird. So I was like, fuck. And then I kept thinking to myself, okay, that's fine. If I walk in and she's there, I'll just leave walk, straight yeah, away. Just walk straight away, yeah. So dumb. Like That's well, not because that's what trauma is. It's a trauma response. Yeah. Yeah, like you were like if it's the same thing as like if your abuser was in the same room as you, what would you do? Would you still come and still do paint Pinot and Picasso? No, you exactly. would turn the fuck around and leave. So yeah. it's a, it's a very similar feeling with yeah. trauma. So for those who don't know, Amy and I met on Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trolling one day um, <laughs> looking for the business opportunities on there, but man, Bumble Biz is just full of crypto bros. Oh, um, I didn't know that. It's foul. Don't even bother. <laughs> So then I ended up going on to Bumble BFF <laughs> and I was like just, you know, swapping along and there was Amy's amazing face <laughs> and her, her bio and I was like, oh, yeah, she seems really cool. Um, so I swiped whichever way you needed to swipe and there was a match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think I did the same. I saw your photo. I think it's the one where you're in the garden where it looks like you're in the garden. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, she looks really fun. And so I swiped. But it was funny. I think for a couple of. It was really fun. I did a garden. You were just like looking like you were having a great time and you had like a big smile. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I think I'd swiped on a couple of the other girls as well that were actually came to the. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I remember going. Oh, I think I think Celeste was one of them. And I think anyway. So yeah, I. Oh, that's cool. But that's how I met. The crazy girl. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like the fact that you even took another chance on yeah. Bumble. Like I was petrified. I was so scared. And you know what? Wow, kept- that first that like that first like friendship date we all went on must have been like hell for so you. So scary. And then I was thinking, maybe she knows the people that have swiped on me, and then maybe she is trying to get back like into my life. Wow. But this is how this is like how crazy this chick is and how paranoid I've become about making friends. Like it scares the shit out of me. It's so bad. <laughs> That's really wild. I know, but the fact that my brain goes there cuz I know now what she's capable of. Well, yeah. I mean, since you know the level of like cray, I guess like you can't put it past her, right? But That's like it. Far out. So, so bad. And I think, you know, being burnt, you kind of just go, do I do this again? Yeah. But, but look how amazing this one turned out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think also on this topic, I have never made friends in the workplace. I Interesting. Remember, yeah. So I remember going back to um, one of my first jobs and that's, you know, we'd make heaps of like everybody was in teams and we'd make friends within teams, and then there was like a pretty heavy drinking culture. Yeah, okay. So the team would go out, get really drunk, and then everyone would laugh about it the next day. But when I started in my corporate role, I was like, I don't want anything that I might do or say coming into the workplace. Absolutely not. So I've made kind of acquaintances and the occasional friend here or there, but I've never made good friends in the workplace Mm. for that fear that – 
you know, maybe I'm drunk and I say, oh, Sudden Shots is a dickhead. And yeah. then I get stuck into the workplace and I'm like, oh, I was drunk and joking. So it's I'm hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I think with, um, with my, I look, I'm very trusting easily and it's a really, it's a good quality of mine, but it's a bad quality mm. because like, it's just, it leads me to shit people. But in corporate, I do remember being close with so many people and they using that against me. Like, and, and a lot of the time I found myself in meetings because I've said something that really shouldn't have been no. said to somebody who I worked with. Like, you know what I mean? But taken out of context. Probably. But of course, taken out of context. Yeah. yeah. Like I actually remember this one time I was a PA for um, the CEO. Actually, no, I wasn't. Oh my gosh. That's what she made me believe. I was actually the marketing team. I was the sole marketing okay. team and she treated me like a PA because she really liked me and mm. I um, was scared of her. So I did whatever she, mm-hmm. she asked me to do. But then, um, so we went, I had to organize a Christmas party and it was an epic Christmas party. It was on this <laughs> rooftop. It was so good. And w- there was a bunch of us, um, who would, who would always like get together, always talk about the two, like the, the CEO because she was not a very nice person mm-hmm. as well as her other lackey up in Queensland who was definitely not a good person mm-hmm. and who would throw you under the bus any second, yeah. like any chance that she got. So we would always talk about it because we would always be strategizing on how we're going to get through the next day together. Yeah. Anyway, we had this girl in the group um, who we were 100% convinced she was a part of us and we always believed the person who the information was getting back to was somebody completely different who would overhear. Mm, but it was her. It was actually her. And this girl was on a visa and she was basically told, if you don't give us the information that's happening within that group, we will not, re- like, we will not renew your like work crazy. contract and you'll have to be deported back that is crazy so i understand why yeah. she did it because her livelihood was literally on the line yeah. but also like bro but it's also like a level of self-respect mm. like we are just trying to get through the day here and strategize okay this is what she said this is what she said how do we get maneuver this so we can yeah. just get under the radar and just get our work done yeah you know and then not every oh man but it's sometimes it's nice to have a little group and vent and sometimes yes you know you might not even truly mean what you're saying like to the to the nth degree but you just yeah. need to say oh something tells you the bitch yeah but you might not believe that truly you might just be that she's a bitch in this situation and you, just, you literally just need to vent yes. and get that out of your system exactly but unless you're there mm. listening to the conversation listening to the context yeah. you have no idea no. and this is why it's too hard to make friends mm. because you might say something to somebody Especially if I don't know you, right? So just say mm. like when we first met, mm. there were so many things that I wouldn't say or my personality wouldn't come through properly yeah. because I didn't know you. Yep. I didn't know how you were going to react yeah. to my my weirdness. Yeah, you know? even now like you're like had this thought and I'm like, I love that thought. You're like, oh, I didn't know how that would go. And yeah, like, yeah, actually what's that yesterday? I said something to you, yeah, whatever, and, and you, were, you were like, Oh my gosh, yes. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So she doesn't think I'm psycho. Like, no, not at all. <laughs> so, but you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. our friendship is still quite new anyway. Yeah. But, like, even when you're beginning a friendship, it's really hard so to just hard. be like completely authentic and completely you. Yeah. Because you just don't know if that's going to be used against you. No. 
and it's funny, I actually worked in a very similar environment where there were um, like a really clicky group mm. and it was a similar type of thing and I never could make friends with these girls for like similar reason. But what they used to do is they would say, oh, our executive manager is such a bitch, isn't she? Uh. And I'd say yes and then they'd go to her and say, Amy Lee said you're a bitch. Yeah. So I had that and I was like, no, I was literally just agreeing or nodding or no, I didn't say that. That was taken out of context. I remember I said the word crap once. Crap. Crap. And then they were like, we need to have a meeting. You can't swear. You can't swear. (laughs) Like is crap a swear? (laughs) The level of crazy though. say crap. (laughs) The level of crazy. But, yeah, look, I I agree. I think – I think it's really hard to kind of find someone when you're a bit older that doesn't judge you as well. Well, yeah, because judgment has been instilled in our brains. Right. Yeah, it's been like not only those little traumas that we experience but also just from a societal point of view, it's judgment yep. in every single way, shape or form. And even on top of that as women. Yeah. So it's like all these layers. Mm-hmm. Of course it's hard for mm-hmm. us to have like a friends that are when we're like above 30 exactly it's hard so hard i can't even imagine what that what it's like to translate that into actual relationships mm. so you and i are lucky that we're in a marriage so we already have that yeah but if i was like 33 and single and trying to navigate having to find a partner on top of friendships mate it'd be too fucking hard 100 i couldn't do it like no. <laughs> especially the caliber of men out there like i just couldn't do it oh yeah a shit show i think it's i think it's well known that the dating market and i think that was the thing with this girl so she was also looking for her next victim (laughs) from a relationship (laughs) perspective and she found a victim and then she was trying to kind of be best friends with a whole stack of different people and then if i didn't tell her something she'd be like why are you hiding things from me like I remember once I had like this IVF thing going on and I kind of just brushed over. I didn't want to talk about it. And that's completely fair. Yeah. And she's like, why are you hiding things from me? What is, What are you doing on this day? And I was like, look, it's it's all good. You know, no issues, no concerns. I've just, I've got stuff on, right? But like why is, if you had said to me, hey, we, I've just got something on that day. I just can't like hang out. I'd be like, yeah, cool, no worries. Yeah. Like why would I come and go, no, Amy, tell, tell me, me now, what are you doing? And she's like, you're trying to push me out of your life, aren't you? And I was like, what the fuck? I've just got, I've got stuff that day, yes, man. I'm trying like, to push you out. You're crazy. <laughs> but shit like that all the time. All the time. I remember like. No, thank you. Oh, oh absolute batshit crazy that's the level of drama i just do not need no and that's the thing like and everything was dramatic like everything so like i remember once she was at work and someone just made like an off-the-cuff comment like kind of sexually and then she went and told someone oh he's tried to sexually assault me god crazy right and then the work was like oh you know we'll deal with this go home you know and then i remember she posted a tiktok that was like when you get sent home um, and your place of employment doesn't want you to sue them because you've been sexually assaulted. And I was like, well, what was the assault? I was like, that's, that's a very serious allegation. And she's yeah. like, oh, he said this. I was like, oh, God, what? Yeah, it's more like harassment, if anything, but still. Sexual assault, that's such an allegation. Like you have yeah. to have concrete evidence and you have to be so careful with just throwing stuff around. Yeah, of course. And like terminology, stuff like that really pisses me off. Yeah. Like when people say like, oh, 
I've got OCD just because their shoes need to be in a particular, <sighs> like that's not OCD. OCD is debilitating. And, yeah, you know, it's it, just yeah. these words that get thrown but around. But actually it's even the word anxiety. It's like unless you've gone to the doctor and have been diagnosed and potentially even mm. on medication for anxiety, you don't have anxiety. You mm. just you just feel anxious sometimes. Yeah. And you're worried and or you're worried. there's it's, a stressor in your life. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. completely different. I know someone who always, always says, oh, that gives me anxiety, that gives me anxiety. It's like, no, it. Like you don't have anxiety until di- a diagnosed and, until you have it, it diagnosed. Like I can say to you, I proper have anxiety. Mm. I'm on medication for anxiety. Yeah. Like you know, there's a difference. Shits me. Yeah, I I totally yeah. agree with you. OCD is yeah. one that shits me. Um, depression shits me. Yeah. Um, stress not so much, but there are like these particular terms that really piss me off because yeah. that like. You know, the DSM-5 is a pretty comprehensive manual and you need to meet the requirements to be diagnosed accordingly. It's not just I felt a bit anxious today. That does not mean the DSM-5 requirements. Like it's just yeah, shits me to tears. I get it. I get it. (laughs) So I think overall it's too hard to make friends and therefore I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and I think we uh, we just shouldn't because people fucking suck. (laughs) I agree. I joke, I joke. Do I? (laughs) (laughs) But but, but, bye. I know. Some people do suck. I'm okay okay to say that. I don't care. (laughs) Have you seen that TikTok, that bombastic side eye, criminal offensive side eye, and it's like? No. Okay. You're gonna we'll take to, it offline. But you're going to have to send it to me. <laughs> I will, I will, because I was just giving you the side eye, you are giving me the side eye. Oh, fair <laughs> anyway, enough. Anyway, I do that. I just do that organically. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's all from us today. So you can connect with us via our socials at yeahnahmaybepod um, or via email at yeahnahmaybepod at atwork.com. And we cannot wait to see you next week. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs>